Superintendent of Mount Brook Schools, and we're here again with our um, series of interviewing or, let's say, having a conversation with our Teachers of the Year. And this is um, our time to be with Nathan Pittner, Principal at Brookwood Forest Elementary School, and uh, almost at a different school. Gosh, that would have been terrible. It would for me. Yeah. But... And we've got a special guest, Tanisha Sims, who is the Teacher of the Year, which I've kind of given away the secret there. Um, but <laughs> That's okay. I'm going to let Nathan introduce and say a few things about Tanisha, and then we're going to ask you some questions, Tanisha. All right. Hello, hello. We've actually known Tanisha for some time now because when she was working through the UAB undergrad program, we had some contact with her because we have a relationship with the school. And we really started, um, I would just say, recruiting Tanisha uh, pretty early in her career. We read some stuff that that she had done, and uh, we were just really excited about her as a candidate. And so we were super impressed by her as a person. We were able to um, convince her we had an opening that really fit uh, her skill set, and she started with us in second grade. I'm sorry. She you started were a second us, grader. She started kindergarten. With, she started <laughs> with us as a kindergarten teacher for three years, and then uh, she moved to second grade. And this is her third year in second grade. So it's it's pretty impressive uh, that we're talking with her right now because I think all of us are very excited about the fact that this is pretty early in Tanisha's mm-hmm. career. Uh, the thing, my favorite story about her today is that at the end of last year, we talk with all of our non-tenured teachers and sort of have, I guess it's the cleanest way to talk about it, is an exit interview. Just mm-hmm. talk about how their year's gone. And we ask the question, can you talk to us about teachers in the building that you find especially interesting and why? And admittedly, that's a really open question. Uh, there's a lot of different ways to interpret, like why you find someone interesting. But Tanisha's name kept coming up, and people kept mentioning uh, how interested they were by Ms. Sims, and we started asking and following up why, and they just talked about what an incredible listener she was, um, what an incredible problem solver she was, how often in their career they had gone to her to work something out and just needed a sounding board and needed good sound advice, and how repeatedly she was that person, and I was just so proud for her uh, to be this early in her career, but so much of a learner and such an embodiment of a learner and who we want to be, not just at Brookwood Forest as teachers, but I think who we would aspire to in the profession mm-hmm. of teachers is to be real, true learners. And the the impact that she was having this early in her career as a leader in our building was um was really impressive and so when when we sent out the 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 ballots or just asked who did we think should be nominated as a school we were super impressed and super happy though not surprised that so many people recommended Tanisha to represent Brookwood Forest as teacher of the year so we couldn't be more excited about about her in that position wow how's that feel to hear that it feels really good. I I think sometimes I'm still in shock that I was nominated to be Teacher of the Year. Like I remember 
um, Nathan Pittner and Ashley Krosno coming into my room and telling me, and I'm like, wait, are you serious? (laughs) And I think it's because I, I just didn't realize the impact that I had on other teachers. I could see it with my kids every day, but I didn't realize that I was really having that impact on other teachers and inspiring other teachers. And so that just felt really good to hear. So when you hear the words listener, problem solver, and learner, do you think of yourself? I do. I do try really hard to make sure I'm being a listener because I think growing up, my biggest struggle was just feeling like I was never heard. Hmm. Um, just with peers and just at home. And so I always wanted to make sure that I was being a listener. Um, so that's something that I just strive to do often. So that's not surprising to me. Yeah. So, all right, let's, let's dig a little deeper on that. So you felt like you weren't heard, but then you became somebody who gave other people a voice. What was the, the if you will, the the piece in there that it gave you the strength to do that, to say, hey, I'm going to be the thing that people didn't allow me to be? I think it was encountering people in my life that did listen to me and just how impactful that was and how motivating that was for me. And so I knew that really helped me um, just grow as a person. And so I really wanted to be that person for people that needed that. Hmm. That's great. All right, so let's back up a little bit. Um, Teaching, why teaching? Okay, so I originally wanted to be a dentist. When I started at UAB, um, I was a biology major, and I don't know why I wanted to be a dentist. I don't know. Like, I think I thought teeth were cool. I don't know. I had braces. (laughs) I had braces in middle school, and I was like, oh, my gosh, this is so cool. I'd be an orthodontist or something. I don't know. So I started, and first semester, I realized it wasn't for me. And I think I always considered teaching as an option. Um, I don't know why I never just went for it initially, but I remember I was at home in my hometown in Memphis, and I was watching this show on HBO called Kindergarten, and I don't know if y'all have ever heard of that show, but (laughs) it's about this... Uh, it's a school. I can't remember where the school was, but it's following a kindergarten class and it just takes you throughout the whole day of kindergarten. And I remember sitting in front of the TV, like sobbing. And so I call my mom and I'm like, I think I know what I need to do. I need to be a teacher. Like, this is really touching them. Like all of the things that they're doing and just how these teachers are impacting these kids. Like, I really think that this is my calling. And so she's like, okay. I mean, I see Mm -hmm. you as a teacher. I think you could totally do it. And so I switched my major second semester of my freshman year. um, And then here I am. Wow. All right. So do you remember the day that you met Nathan Pittner? Oh, yeah, I do. So (laughs) (laughs) because, well, I remember just coming to Brookwood Forest for the first day um, because it was the first day of my UAB course because we would do – classes two days a week, but one of the days would be at Brookwood Forest. And I remember the professors like hyping up Nathan Pittner and Christy Christian, like they are the best of the best, like make sure you are dressed the best and like don't walk around with coffee in your hands and like (laughs) listen to every word they say because it's Bible. Like they were like, I I was afraid. (laughs) But I just remember 
just thinking how cool it was for them to take time out of their day to come speak to us and how cool it was for them to open up their school to pre-service teachers. And I just learned so much being there. Mm -hmm. I never thought that I would end up working at Brookwood Forest. And even the first day that we were there, the the classroom that we were in, it was called the Ranger Room then, but that ended up being my first classroom. So I just thought that was really cool. Like that was the room that I spent my first class in. I was interviewed in that room and then I ended up teaching kindergarten in that room. Nathan, do you remember meeting Tanisha? Absolutely not. (laughs) There were a lot of people in the room. Uh, No. uh, I'll tell you where we became aware of Tanisha is um, she wrote this really incredible blog. And we we had a chance. We do have a chance to kind of check in on the class. And the truth is there are, I don't know, sometimes as many as 40 people in in the room. And she that was a particularly big group. But in the way that it's just the way that the world works is you start to notice special people that stand out. And I know everyone, everyone's special in their own way and all those things are true. But in, in that environment, you do become aware, even as someone passing by of people that are especially hard workers or people that are especially into it. And, and ironically, even her blog post was just about the nature of listening to each other and valuing each other. And so we knew, I, I felt like we knew Tanisha, the the outline of her as a person. It would be so unfair to her to say we knew her as a person because there was so much more to her. Mm-hmm. And every time we're around her, there's just new depth. And, you know, it's just been so incredible to see her grow. But I've joked with her before, like we hired her as a phenomenal a person, but a pretty good teacher. Mm-hmm. The thing that's been so neat is to see every year her become better and better and better as a teacher. So in Tanisha, I see so clearly sort of how a learning organization is really supposed to work because I see in Tanisha conversations that she's had with really amazing teachers in our building. I see in Tanisha conversations that she's had with great professors, and then I see her being able to become a part of that legacy Hmm. and growing that in newer teachers. And so the idea of a first and second year teacher, you know, within two years, Tanisha was going back to speak to that UAB class and about things that she had learned in her, in her first years there. And she was always so open about the fact that, Hey, I really tripped here. Uh, this was really hard for me. Uh, and there's just an openness about this is how we learn. This is mm-hmm. how we grow. And, you know, I, I did all of that talking about how teachers see her in the building. But her sense of classroom community, her kids knew way before the rest of us, like, this is someone who believes in us. This is someone who creates a space where we're all valued. This is someone who creates a space where we can take risks and she's open enough to let them learn. And so even in them, we see the continuation of that. You know, that's just a characteristic that just seems to radiate, you know, from people in the way that this is how we learn. This is how we grow together. And I think that's as true for the people that she's around as um, I think that's true for the people she's around, period, whether they be seven years old 
or whether they be 47 years old. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that that's just a quality that is um, is just um, so special. And so we have seen her grow. So the first day, maybe, I don't know, uh, <laughs> Tanisha in the group, but very quickly she separated herself. I can tell you we called her. She didn't call us, mm-hmm. like out of undergrad, and said, hey, we'd, we'd love to talk to you about some possibilities. Mm-hmm. And from that point on, she's just been a, a real picture of what it means to grow, which mm-hmm. is, to me, the heart of what we do. Yeah. So how many years have you been teaching? This is my sixth year. Okay. So let's think back. Um, tell me how he's talked about how much you've grown and how proud he is. So you tell me, how have you grown in the last six years? What are some things that you were okay at at the beginning or maybe even bad at? And how did you improve? What, what are some of those things? Well, I always think back to my very first day of school um, and Taja Witherspoon, my former UAB professor, she came in my room and she's like, oh, look, you're playing school. And I, like, I was so offended by that statement. But now that I look back, I'm like, I was totally playing school. Like I was just winging it. And I think that in some ways it's easy to follow a curriculum, but I didn't really understand how to get to know my students as learners. Um, that I think was really hard for me. Um, because just coming out of UAB, like I knew that there was so much more to teaching than just following a curriculum. But I truly understood how important it was to get to know your students in every way in order to help them grow academically and even emotionally. I feel like I have learned so much about how students interact with each other and just how their brain works, just by having conversations with them every day and just like watching them interact with each other. I think I have learned a lot about how to respond to kids and just how to meet their individual needs. Hmm. That's really good stuff. Um, I guess uh, I guess the other question I ask you is what do you, this is kind of the same question, so what do you love about teaching? So you've been doing it for six years and you still got a smile on your face. Yeah. And so what? what is it? I just love when, I think this is kind of a cliche answer, but I do love when the kids' light bulbs just go off, when they have finally figured out, okay, I can do this. I figured this out. And they can go off and they can do things on their own. I really don't like to be the teacher that hovers. I like to just kind of facilitate and kind of let them explore and learn and grow on their own. And so it makes me feel really good to see that all of the work that I've put in really helps my kids to go off and do things independently. Mm -hmm. It just feels really good. Um, And that's academically, but also I'm just a really big advocate when it comes to social emotional growth And I know how important it is for kids to understand how to talk to each other and how to play with each other. And it is so great seeing that all of the work that we've put in, all of the conversations, the morning meetings that we've had are really transferring. And so that's just really, really good. And I think I'm also just a lot better around kids than I am adults. Like, I feel like I can be my true self. So it's just always fun. Like, being a teacher is hard work, and it's really challenging, but it's never boring, and I love that. Yeah. 
That's fantastic. Yeah. Okay, so um, there's a. I'm trying to think where I was. I just totally lost my uh, train of thought right here. Oh yeah. Yeah, which <laughs> this shouldn't surprise you at all. <laughs> so here, here's actually the kind of the last thing. Um, this is kind of a shameless plug for Mountain Brook Schools, but so here's my question. How has not just Nathan and Christy and Ashley and your, you know, your school leaders, but the, the system of Mount Brick, how does it help you, help you grow as a teacher? Well, I think that what kind of makes me different from a lot of teachers in the system is that I've only been in Mountain Brook, and so I only know Mountain Brook schools. And I've had a lot of conversations about teachers who might have worked in other districts or just had a completely different experience than I have. And I always think about how lucky I am to be in a system that is so supportive. I've never once felt like I couldn't go to someone about maybe something that I'm struggling with in the classroom or um, anything like that. I feel extremely supportive, supported in the system. And I feel like the teachers in this system are just such a community and it's just a really great place to be mm. really great place to work that's good answer Isn't that great? <laughs> it's almost like she's the teacher of the year i uh, know what's us. up with that it's a it's a All great right. choice well so it's only fair like i introduce the community or whatever the listening audience to to Nathan, I introduced Nathan. Nathan introduced you, you. But we have somebody else in we do podcast room. You want to introduce that person? Yes, too? I would like to introduce everyone to my fiance Gabriel Smith. Hello, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> and when did you get engaged? So we got engaged December twentieth, twenty twenty one. We went to Atlanta just for a trip for him and I, and then I ended up with a ring after. Wow, that's pretty great. Yep. <laughs> that's pretty so it was odd. 2022, right? Yeah. Not 2021. Yes. 2022, sorry. Uh, no, that's good. It's 2023. It feels so like it feels like I didn't know if it felt that long with this guy already. Yeah. <laughs> 2022. Okay, perfect. Yeah. So this is a couple still, weeks ago. This is still fresh and exciting. Yeah, it's very yeah. fresh. And for the listeners out there, we should say it's only fair to say we've been trying to negotiate with Gabriel, like to try to keep him close to Birmingham. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, so, we're working on it. So we can we can hold on to to Miss Sims. Yeah. So future Miss Smith, I guess. Yes. And do y'all have a date? Yet? We're thinking sometime in September, but okay. we haven't set a date yet. Yeah. Yeah. I have to share this really funny thing that happened when Gabe came to visit my class. So he actually brought my dog Blue to school. Our dog Blue. And my kids knew all about Gabe. I like write about him during writing workshop and talk about him every once in a while. Mm -hmm. And so not too much though. Don't get a big. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So they know Gabe very, very well. Well, we are at recess and we're getting ready to clean up and, and leave. And so one of the kids looks at Gabe and she's like, "So when are you going to propose to Miss Sims?" <laughs> yes. Really. And he, Eyes got so big. Deadpan face, just staring me right in my eyes. When are you going to propose to Miss Sims? And I'm like, you cannot ask him that. I told you not to ask him that. <laughs> and she's like, it's just a question. I'm like, guys. And so I came back to school from the break, and I got all of the kids' ring pops. And I'm like, can you guess what Miss Sims' best part of winter break was? No one guessed it. Well, except for one person, but that's because her mom told her. <laughs> and so then I told them, and they're like, oh, wow. 
this is really happening. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of how I felt. Yeah. <laughs> well, we are very excited for y'all. Thank you. Thank you. And, um, and we're also excited that the people in Mount Brook, especially Brookwood Forest, get to um, be intertwined with you um, because you bring a light and um, you do such a fantastic job not just with our students, but you know, the fact that Nathan, you don't know this, well you do now, but Nathan is a master recruiter. And when he sees somebody he wants on his team, he goes after him. Um, and that's what he did for you. And I'm super grateful for Nathan and that, uh, that gift that he has because um, it, it builds our community and um, our team here in Mount Brook. And so I guess we'll end by saying congratulations. Thank you. And, um, Thank you so much. Yeah, William taught me something that he does that he gives the people we're interviewing the last um, last say. So I'm going to go ahead and say goodbye. And Nathan, thank you for being here. And Tanisha, um, Gabe, thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. <laughs> yeah. And so, Tanisha, you get to say goodbye and say anything else you'd like to do at this point. All right. Goodbye, everyone. So proud to be a ranger every day and in every way.